were uh, scheduled. Pre Vice President Mike Pence was scheduled to speak to them in the con Congressional Auditorium on Tuesday. And then if you were following what was going on this week, the uh, Secretary of State was fired on Tuesday morning, and that uh, took over, made everybody's schedule a lot busier on Tuesday, and so the Vice President had to cancel. They were pretty disappointed about that, as you can imagine. Um, let me throw out a little commercial here before we get into the message. I forgot to. I meant to do it this before I began. Uh, as you notice, we had to rent a bus at the last minute this week, and usually if we had to rent a bus as late in the week as we did, in fact, I think uh, Brother Zach uh, nailed it down yesterday, which is supposed to be totally out of bounds, uh, but we're able to do that for one of the reasons we're able to do that is because they don't have a hard time finding drivers for this particular charter uh, because we tip them well. And so I'm going to ask you to, uh, to help us at the end of the service, actually. Brother Freddie's going to ask. What we've done in the past is to ask just, uh, you know, 15 or 20 people, could you give 5 or $10? Uh, and I uh, think in the past, even instead of passing the plate, we've just asked you to bring the money over to Brother Rob. And uh, usually the minimum that we've been able to give a driver is, uh, is $80. And that's a pretty good tip for, um, uh, for a, what is that, a four-hour, five-hour charter. And so uh, if you could do that, uh, whatever comes in, we'll give them. If it's, uh, it'd be nice if it was 100. I, I, I'm, I try to be a big tipper all the time. Uh, I don't mean $100 bills for a $30 check, but I mean, uh, I try to always give a waiter or waitress, somebody who has given me good service, um, far more than what they expect. And let's make sure we do that. That's a great testimony for the Lord. And it helps us when we do uh, run into a pinch as we did this week. All right, so let's talk for a few minutes more. We won't be much longer here about prayer. Everybody in this room needs to be a faithful prayer. You won't succeed without it. You will not. You will not succeed without knowing how to pray and without faithfully praying. So I'm going to give you five thoughts on prayer quickly. Number one. This is so basic. You ready for this? Number one, prayer is talking to God. You say, well, come on, everybody knows that. I think we know it, but I'm not sure that we really know it. I think in theory we we know that it's what, what it's, we know that's what it's supposed to be. But I'm not sure that we know every time we go to prayer that we are talking to God. It is a weakness of all of humanity that we lose sight of why we do what we do. And that affects us in every way, whether it's our marriages, our, our children, our jobs, anything that we do. It is a weakness of humanity that we very easily lose sight of why we do what we do. And that same is true with prayer. It's so easy just to, God is great, God is good, let's thank him for the food. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you. You know, it's so easy to lose sight of the fact that we are talking to our creator. We are talking to our king. We are talking to our redeemer. And it's time, even if you're only praying for 10 seconds, stop the world. It's time to pray. 
1 John 1, 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. All right, fellowship with God, walking with God. What does it mean to walk with God? Well, it means essentially God talks to us, we talk to him. God talks to us through the Bible. We talk to him through prayer. If we don't have those two essentials, we're not anywhere close to beginning to be victorious in our lives. So prayer is talking to God. Number two, we know God hears us when we pray because God has promised to hear us through Jesus. Now, again, you say, well, yeah, I know God hears us when we pray. Yeah, but do you really know it? One of the great hindrances, one of the things that keeps us from praying is that we lose sight of the fact that God is hearing me right now. Now, if I'm talking to you, I know you're hearing me because, number one, you're standing right there in front of me. Hopefully, you're looking me in the eye. And maybe every once in a while, you're going, mm-hmm. Okay, so you're letting me know that you hear me. But when it comes time to talk to a God I can't see or hear, how do I know that he's hearing me? And the fact is, the way that I know God hears me is because he says he does. He said in his word that he hears me. 1 John 5 Verse number 14 and 15, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. So we know that God hears us when we pray because he promised that we would. Now that was one, uh, one set of verses there. There are many, many other verses. There is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Mediator means Jesus is the one who takes our prayers to God. So if we pray uh, in the name of Jesus, which is, again, more than just words, it is a matter of faith, then we know God hears us. Number three, and this is built on that, the more you pray, the more confident you become that God is hearing you, all right? When I first started praying, I prayed as a matter of faith. I mean, when I really got serious about prayer, when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, I did have to pray on faith. I'm a, I'm a knucklehead teenager going, how do I know that God is hearing me? But the more I prayed, the more I have prayed, I mean, as soon as I opened my mouth in prayer, I know I have an audience with God. It's just a matter of a matter of faith, faith that God has given me. And uh, and I'm not I'm not trying to make an issue of this, but uh, you know, a woman who doesn't know God on television made fun of all Christians recently, saying that you know you're talking to. Jesus, that's one thing. Jesus talking to you, you're, you're crazy. Well, listen carefully. 
There's a woman who has no experience with God, so she doesn't know what it's about. So it's understandable, not justifiable, but understandable that she would make a mockery of it. But listen, Christian, there are Christians who don't know what it means to talk to God and have God talk to them. And that's a crime. That's a spiritual crime. That is a a, a horrible shame that there are Christians who don't know what it means to talk to God and have God talk to them. But the more you pray, the more confident you become that God is hearing you. I'm telling you, I have had places of prayer in my life. I'm talking about physical locations. That when I first started going to those places to pray, it was just a, it was just a routine. But after a matter of time of going to that place of prayer, I knew as soon as I arrived there, that I was in the presence of God. Can I say this just meekly? When this auditorium is empty and I need to have an emergency visit with God, I mean, I just need to get into the presence of God. I just come into this room and circle these chairs and I know right away I have an audience with the King of Kings. I'm saying the more you pray, the more confident you become that God is hearing you. Become that God is hearing you. Number four, it is vital that we always put our hearts into our prayers. Matthew 6, 7, but when you pray, Jesus said, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. What does that mean? That's talking about, just thinking because you say the same thing, you know, uh, just go yeah, pray 50 rosaries and you'll be fine, uh, you know, or the, the Our Father. I love that. It's so funny. Jesus said, when you pray, use not vain repetitions. And then he says, instead, do this. When you pray, say Our Father, which is in heaven. So, so what do we do? We take the Our Father and make it a vain repetition. How stupid are we? It is vital that we always put our hearts into our prayers. John Bunyan, those of you that know who John Bunyan is, very well-known Baptist preacher from the 1600s, the author of one of the best-selling books of all time, The Pilgrim's Progress. John Bunyan said, when you pray, it is better to have heart without words than words without heart. We must always, it is vital that we always put our hearts into our prayer. Then number five, and this is the last point, As we grow in our relationship with God, it is important that we have a daily time of prayer, but also that prayer becomes a way of life. I'm saying there are are two different parts to your prayer life. There is a time where you set aside and say, now's my time of prayer. And that's when you want to have a prayer list. The prayer list has on it the names of, of people and things that you pray for every day. And every day I begin by praying and asking God for, for him to give me wisdom, increase my faith, 
uh, make me holy, increase my love for God, increase my love for others, a number of things. And, and then that's followed just by hundreds and hundreds of names. Your name is on here and uh, all kinds of needs, things that I ask God to do. And that's how we see God make a change over time by praying for people and praying for things to happen that, that ought to happen. And that's, that happens during our prayer time. But there also needs to be where prayer is also a part, a, a part of our entire life. I mean, where you just, you're alone, so you talk to God. You're doing some kind of work that does not require your, you know, uh, full mental dedication so you can talk to God. Or you can have, you can talk to God through a, 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 an endeavor. And that's a very, very important part of the Christian life. There is a prayer time, and then there is your prayer life. Folks, we need to see God work. We need to see God work in our lives. We need to see God work in our homes. We need to see God work in our church. We need to see God work in our nation. God doesn't work because of personalities. God's not going to work in our church because uh, I'm, you know, I'm a wonderful person. Number one, I'm not. Number two, even if I were, that's not why God would work. If God's going to work, it's going to be because God's people pray. Had the wonderful privilege on Friday. We drove all day Thursday. We dropped the kids off in their dorms and went and got a motel next morning went to chapel and before we left to come home we had pizza with our college students and uh, seven more weeks they'll be done with the spring semester and but we had we had lunch with uh, Lauren and Matthew and Jose and uh, Amanda and Joe and whatever friends they wanted to invite we just had some pizza together it was a lot of fun and Jose, Jose is going to be graduating in seven weeks. I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of him. But our kids need our prayers. Our kids here need our prayers. We need one another's prayers. None of us can make it without prayer. Folks, I beg you. Don't let the matter of prayer go in one ear and out the other. We must be people of prayer. Let's, let's pray. Father, I pray that your spirit would nag us about this matter of prayer. I pray this week that if we are in any way negligent about prayer, that your spirit would hound us. Make sure you pray. Hey, you're not praying. You're not praying. You're not praying. Oh God, please, I pray. Make us people of prayer. Make us people of prayer. Bless these dear people here today, I pray. Keep us close to you. Thank you for loving us. Let's all stand together this morning.